Welcome to episode 86 of Girl Take the Lead, where each week we explore womanhood and leadership, and I'm your host, Yo Canny. So let me ask you, when you hear the name Machiavelli, what do you think? Maybe a historical figure, maybe you've heard of his work, The Prince, which offered pragmatic and often controversial advice to rules on how to gain and maintain power. Maybe you see him as an amoral realist who believed the end justified the means and that rules should be ready to employ deceit and cruelty to achieve their goals. And if someone uses the adjective Machiavellian, it's done so to describe cunning and manipulative behavior maybe not a good thing, right? I know. I thought some of these things too myself. So when my local bookstore recommended Stacey Vanek Smith's book, Machiavelli for Women, I went, what? Stacey Vanek Smith is a longtime public radio reporter and host. She currently co-hosts NPR, The Indicator from Planet Money, a daily podcast. She has also served as a correspondent for NPR's Planet Money and Marketplace. So she's no slouch when it comes to research, and this book is full of it. After reading Stacy's book, I learned a lot more about Machiavelli and came to appreciate the lessons he can offer all of us about leadership and power. And my hope, after listening to this podcast, you will too. So I ask you to suspend any prior beliefs you may have about Machiavelli and let's open ourselves to hearing about this man's writing done during the Renaissance period and their application to us today as proposed by the author. I hope you'll enjoy the listen. Here you go. Stacy presents the issue facing women today early in the book. She says that while women are making real and substantial progress, hard won by generations of pioneering women, things are still a bit distressing. 80% of CEOs are men, and within the Fortune 500, more than 90%. Corporate boards are more than 80% male. Women make about 80 cents for every male dollar. Two-thirds of federal judges are male. 75% of elected representatives are men. Women start 40% of the businesses in the country, but 98% of venture capital goes to men. And she asks, why would this be? She states that popular explanations include women shy away from leadership positions. Women want more flexibility with their time, so they avoid the most demanding jobs. Women are more nurturing and collaborative. In other words, they lack the killer instinct you need in a leader or decision maker. And she states, all of these explanations have seeds of truth in them, but she believes the real reason for the frustratingly slow progress of women in the workplace is something Machiavelli summed up quite well about 500 years ago. And here's the quote. Let it be noted 
that there is no more delicate matter to take in hand, nor more dangerous to conduct, nor more doubtful in its success than to set up as a leader in the introduction of changes. For he who initiates will have for his enemies all those who were well off under the existing order of things, and only lukewarm supporters in those who might be better off under the new. Okay, so what did that quote mean? <laughs> and what does it mean in today's English? Stacy says, changing a system is really hard, and you will probably fail. The old guard will freak out because they have so much to lose, and the people who would benefit from the change will waffle because they're scared and skeptical of how much they would really benefit, even if they did manage to pull off this crazy hat trick. So for me personally, as I reflected on this, I wondered at my own career ambition and why didn't I go for being a CEO? I had friends who did, but why didn't I? I did become a senior vice president of global marketing and then again a senior VP of marketing and sales. And being completely honest with you though, I think it was because I was fearful. I didn't think I was smart enough to break through the boys clubs. I can remember interviewing once with PepsiCo for a Pepsi brand management position and being asked in my interview what competitive sports I played. Uh, like none? <laughs> I didn't get the job, no surprise there, right? But I did learn something about the game. I was ill-equipped to play. I wasn't competitive enough. Or could it have been something like I didn't know how to present myself in a competitive way? Hmm, interesting. And as I progressed in my career, I saw what CEOs did and thought, gosh, how did they learn about partnerships, mergers, investments, and finance? And did I want to learn them? By the time I could have gone in that direction, I started my family and frankly, being a CEO didn't sound very interesting and I could see the cost. And honestly, I was passionate about marketing and that became my lane. I thought I could handle that and balance my family. So I did hit the glass ceiling, didn't shatter it, <laughs> but did get a little close to it and had a place at the table. So I guess I would say to you that just because there's a shortage of women representation at these senior levels, go for them if that's what you want and works for you but it's okay if you don't. I started this podcast so we could all find our voices, break through things that held us back and become aware of ourselves. Someone else's success could be someone else's misery. So build your own version of what is success to you. Not everyone needs to be a CEO on a corporate board be an elected official or federal judge. You just do you. No matter what our path, the principles and lessons Stacy Vanek Smith offers us in her book might be helpful to all of us along our journey. 
I pulled just a few of the many gems for you. The first is something she calls the power principle, and she says this, quote, power doesn't exactly have the best reputation. Say the word, and it conjures up images of men in expensive suits behind giant desks, end quote. And she goes on to offer an alternative way to think about it, since most of us do have negative beliefs around power and the misuse of it. She says this, which is a more empowering way to look at power. Quote, I think what women want in the workplace has a lot more to do with the original meaning of the word power, which means to be able. Power means being able to do things, to have agency and be the masters of our own fates. Women in the workplace want to be able. End quote. So what is standing between us and power, Stacy asks, and I love when she wrote this. Leaders are, by definition, high status. So when women are in leadership position, it often does not sit well with people. And it all comes down to stories which can be formidable because they are woven into our identities. We use stories to make sense of things and letting go of them can make the world seem frightening and chaotic. But the good news is we can change the stories. Throughout the book, Stacy includes lots of research. One example is Joan C. Williams, who is a gender researcher and co-author who is quoted to have said, women can totally crush it at work so long as they're about twice as politically savvy as men. And Stacy adds to this, and I couldn't agree more, that that's a lot of savvy on top of a day job and a family and gas bills and getting in your 10,000 steps. I think we can all relate, no? Oh, yeah. Stacy goes on to ask us to face the monster, a story that is big and insidious, and ugly and entrenched and powerful and destructive and annoyingly hard to kill. So what could this monster be and how do we slay it? She starts this with an explanation of the Cinderella syndrome. We all know how the story goes. The stepmom tells Cinderella she can't go to the ball only after she cleans the entryway, mop the floors, polish the silver, iron the napkins, and the list goes on and on. Stacy says the stepmother is holding out the illusion of possibility to Cinderella, and Cinderella believes her. She states that women in the workplace get put in this position too, all the time. Whereas men are typically promoted based on what they perceive their potential to be, women are typically promoted based on actual work they've done, usually again and again and again. This slows women down substantially in early and mid-career. Women are told they can get that promotion or raise if they just do this one more thing. Meanwhile, Randy and Jerry saunter on into the ball without having so much as washed a dish. I thought that was really great how she put that together. Stacy says the perceived notions about what makes a good leader include qualities like being aggressive, assertive, logical, self-confident, ambitious, visionary, brave, and demanding, and that these are 100% masculine traits. 
Now she says that qualities people associate with an ideal woman are someone who is affectionate, helpful, sympathetic, sensitive, gentle, soft-spoken, modest, and puts others first. And if a woman displays the masculine traits, others feel very uncomfortable because it goes against their stories or biases about what they think leadership is. And there's something else, you guys. She calls it the hot box. And it often happens to women in mid-career when they start getting close to leadership positions or positions of power. It's being caught between two seats of expectations, feminine or leader. And it's a no-win situation and why people are likely to think of women as difficult, abrasive, and hard to get along with when leading or someone kind, generous, modest, advocate for others, smiling, and supported behind the scenes, chronically underpaid and loaded down with work. In our episodes with Andrea Main DeWitt, we've come to see that we can mix our traits and all of us are a combination of masculine and feminine traits. I'd add, understanding that might help us navigate better. And what does Machiavelli have to say about this? He says, the prince cannot avoid giving offense to his new subjects. And, however, it is essential that in entering a new province, you should have the goodwill of its inhabitants. Stacy offers us this translation. To win your new kingdom, you have to do things that makes the locals hate you. To keep your new kingdom, you need to get the locals to like you. To me, that says mixing up our masculine and feminine traits. And it can be your secret weapon, you guys, going into battle. Also throughout the book, Stacy offers Machiavelli's lessons. The first is embrace the struggle. Your hardships are setting you up for success. Not only to get what you want, but to keep it. Machiavelli wrote, Princes become great by vanishing difficulties and opposition. But... Before we all go Game of Thrones on this, <laughs> which is where I went, let's take them all out. <laughs> Stacy says there's a Zen moment in The Prince where Machiavelli felt so strongly about the value of hardship, where he said something along the line of things happen for me, not to me. And the quote goes like this. Fortune, Machiavelli wrote, especially when she desires to make a new prince great, causes enemies to arise and form designs against him in order that he may have the opportunity of overcoming them. His conclusion? Great leaders become great because of hardship and struggle. As we reflect on Machiavelli's conclusion, I'd like to weigh in and say, yes, overcoming hardships can make us more resilient, more empathetic, and courageous all great characteristics we'd love to have in our leaders. But it can go the other way too and lead us to burn out, feel helpless, and a victim. Let's all do what we can to take a different path. A path that is right for us and works for us and doesn't burn us out. Stacy's hope with this book is that we all use these difficult circumstances to create a new kind of workplace a workplace where everyone can experience the joys 
challenges, rewards, and growth that come from doing the work you love. A workplace where everyone can grow into their very best personal and professional selves. A workplace where everyone can be able. And on that note, we'll end today's episode. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening today and we sure hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts or join our public Facebook group, Girl Take the Lead. And I'd like to welcome our newest members to the Facebook group, Teresa and Rebecca. Thank you for joining us. You can also visit our website, girltaketheleadpod.com. And we have a YouTube channel where your subscription would be appreciated. Once you're on YouTube, search at Girl Take the Lead. So the three takeaways from this episode were, one, no, you're not crazy. The no-win situation is real, but we can navigate all kinds of ways, and Machiavelli offers us insights into doing just that. Two, the Cinderella syndrome and the hot box can be a disadvantage, but by being aware of them, we can open up new possibilities for changing the story. And three, Facing the bias monster will mean embracing our hardships and struggles. This episode, believe it or not, only covered chapter one. (laughs) So I'm planning to do a soundbite on Thursday about some more gems from the book. I hope that you'll join us again to hear a bit more about Machiavelli for Women. Thank you, Stacey Vanek-Smith, for such a great book. Plus, we have lots of exciting guests lined up for August, including Nori Jabba, author of Keeping Your Seat at the Table, a return visit by Andrea Canney to talk about her insights about ageism, Courtney Lee, founder OYT Cosmetics, Bessie Graham, award-winning entrepreneur, and Maria Marukian, an expert in diversity, equality, and inclusion. Stay tuned to listen to these amazing women leaders and what they have to say about leadership. Thanks for being here. Talk to you soon. Bye.